Welcome in, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed uh, the spring game. I know it was a little bit chillier than uh, we thought it was going to be, but still a good crowd out there, over 54,000 at uh, Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium on Saturday. And we had uh, that weird scoring system, but all in all, it was a good time. Interesting to get a look at some of these new Sooners, of course, who are going to be expected to make plays in the fall for OU. The white one, 84 to 82. Again, we had uh, just over 54,000 on hand Saturday. Parker Thune, you were down there. What were your impressions? Well, first and foremost, let's hope we never see that scoring system again because they were having I'm to fudge you. it to keep the score close, Steely. They had to start uh, – I don't know if they were just not counting certain defensive plays that should have been worth points, but – the defense scored 51 of their 84 points in the first quarter. I'm looking up halfway through the first quarter at the scoreboard, stealing. I'm going, goodness gracious, the defense might hang 200 on them. Yeah. So yes, yeah. the scoring system. In the first quarter. The scoring system was berserk, and I never want to see it again. The fact that the final score was 84 to 82 tells you all you need to know. It seemed like Brent and his staff kind of premeditated everything to come down to that final play where Jackson Arnold hits Jaden Gibson in the hands and the white team wins courtesy of the Gibson drop. But all in all, I I tend not to put a lot of stock into the spring game in terms of takeaways regarding the entire team, Steely, because we've talked about this. The spring game is a zero-sum game. One side of the ball is only as good as the other side is bad, and – Every good play that the offense makes is made possible by a lapse on defense and vice versa. So as far as the team, I'm really not drawing too many conclusions, but I think what you can say undeniably from an individual standpoint is that, A, Peyton Bowen's a dog, and that's a dude that's going to have absolutely no trouble adjusting to college football, and B, the Sooners cannot wait to get their offensive line healthy again. Absolutely. I thought uh, Jackson Arnold, once he got in there with the uh, first team, was uh, pretty darn impressive. And again, uh, the kid's got great raw ability, and he's got a great presence about him. I thought he looked good. I, I thought the three five-star kids all looked good, very good. P.J. made a play, made a couple, uh, looked the part, certainly. Uh, Peyton Bowen, as you mentioned, the interception there on the uh, throw to Andrew Anthony was great. Had some tackles, looked good, looked like he belonged out there. And I thought the same uh, was true for Jackson Arnold during the game on Saturday. All right, before we move on and hear from Brent Venables, let me tell you where I am today. Uh, it's good to be out at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency office over here on Wall Street in Norman. They will do a great job for you. They're, they're a dynasty. They are a State Farm dynasty. They're kind of like the, uh, the OU women's softball team. They win, win, win. That's all they do is win. Reader's Choice for Best Insurance Agency and Best Insurance Agent 16 of the last 17 years. They're locally owned. They're a big part of the uh, Norman community. Uh, I've known Julie for a long time, went to school together at OU. She's a huge Sooner fan, great lady, and uh, they do things a little different over here. They have a team of 10 insurance pros to offer a superior customer experience. Uh, They are in not just the insurance business. This really is about the relationship business. You need to know your customers, what's important to them, so they can properly uh, protect their things, their property, help them prepare uh, for retirement as well, and leave a legacy. That is what they're all about 
Ultimately, it's about making a positive difference in people's lives. They do a great job here. Uh, we'll have Julia on. Parker, I guarantee you that she can talk Sooner football for hours. For hours. She is a huge OU fan. Uh, if you follow Julie on uh, social media, you know that she's out everywhere, a uh, huge supporter of all OU athletics, uh, particularly recently with the gymnastics team. And uh, she will do a great job for you if you're looking for a new insurance agent. Uh, Julia Chu and State Farm here at 701 Wall Street in Norman on the corner of Boardwalk and Wall Streets. Great-looking office here, and uh, she has built a great, great business because she takes care of people. All right, Sooners need to take care of more opponents in the fall. Six and seven wasn't good enough a year ago, but it looks like uh, the Sooners have more options, certainly, based on what we saw Saturday. Let's hear from Brent Venables and uh, get his thoughts on what happened. Uh, Afterwards, I thought Brent seemed pretty pleased. I didn't need to correct a lot, you know, obviously – uh, you know, there's plenty of things that we didn't do well, and uh, we'll get at coached off the of tape. And uh, but I'm looking for guys doing all the stuff, you know, the little things right. You know, again, covering to the ball, playing physical, you know, running on and off the field, uh, just handling their business the right way, uh, play the game the right way, and uh, make the layups that are there. You know, there was plenty of. Uh, we had a couple of procedural pen- penalties. You had a couple of holds. We picked up the flags and uh, lined up off sides a couple times, had the pass interference. So we got to get those things corrected. But, you know, I'm meeting with every single player over the next couple of weeks. So they're going to get lots of, of uh, correction, you know, in the moment. And today I just want to see these guys go out and play. We had a lot of guys, at, uh, 26 guys, uh, that had not been here before. So uh, really wanted to focus on letting those guys go play without – you know, paralyzing them, you know, in the moment, just trying to get big picture. And uh, obviously we went for it a lot, you know, uh, fourth down and things. We didn't have our, our kicker out there. And, and we've got a lot of good looks at punting and things of that nature. I wanted to see our guys just continue to compete and play and give them a lot of situationals uh, to work through. There you go, Brent Venables, after the uh, spring game on a Saturday. That is our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. So, Parker, besides Peyton Bowen is a superstar, what else uh, did you get impression-wise from Saturday? Kip Lewis had a really, really nice day, Steely, and that was good to see for a guy that never really found his feet last year as a true freshman. Brent Venables emphasized very early on that Lewis was going to redshirt. He led the team in tackles with 11 Saturday, and Venables said it after the game. The issue with Kip Lewis is still that he needs to put on weight. He's only 203 pounds, which is seven pounds north of where he was last fall. He probably needs an additional 15 to 20 if he's going to be a regular contributor at linebacker. So I think Operation 1A, Priority 1A for Kip Lewis over the summer is just going to be getting bigger, getting more muscular, but it was good to see him moving sideline to sideline the way that he was and flowing to the ball. Desan McCullough had some really nice plays. I think all in all there's a lot to be encouraged about on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively one guy that I would really, really highlight, Steely, is DJ Graham. He does not look like a guy that has taken two full years off of playing wide receiver. And the two catches that he made on that drive where Davis Bevel was in at quarterback, first off, 
two atrocious throws yeah. by Bevel. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the first catch, DJ Graham essentially had to camp under it like a pop fly, hand fight Josiah Wagner with one arm, and then kind of cradle the ball as it came down. And then on the second one, he had to stop on a dime, go back for a wobbly, wounded duck, and then slip an arm tackle to pick up another 20 or so yards after the catch. So I was really impressed with what I saw from DJ Graham on Saturday, and I do think there will be a role for him in this offense if he is as impressive come fall camp. Yeah, that that spin move he made was awesome. So DJ Graham, yes. For instance, we didn't see Nick Anderson in this game. So uh, DJ Graham, two catches, 74 yards. Uh, Gavin Freeman had a touchdown catch, had three receptions for 47. Uh, Gavin Sawchuck had a touchdown catch, three receptions for 47. Blake Smith had a TD catch, so did Jalil Farouk. So, uh, again, I thought D.J. Graham looked really, really good. Let's hear more from Brent meeting with the media afterwards on Saturday, talking about his overall impressions of the spring. And you know it when you see it and you know it when you don't the improvement and some positions uh and players it's more incremental and then i saw a lot of guys that made tremendous improvement you know and a lot of that's from the guys that just got here and then you know other guys that maybe coming out of their freshman year going into their sophomore year or a redshirt freshman year you saw a lot of guys get better and i'm really excited to see you know the direction uh of this team and uh, we've got really good chemistry uh, tremendous um, leadership up to this point and um, a lot of fun you know just seen a lot of improvement and even in a can't tackle the quarterback scrimmage you saw our guys play with you know great energy and great effort and that's when you know guys are in a, in a good place uh, mentally and physically and then obviously uh, you know having fun you know and having passion you know for the game and that's what it's about as they pursue perfection I never want to drain their passion we certainly intentionally try to try to help these guys uh, have always have perspective about where they're at, uh, have an appreciation for for what's in front of them. There you go. So uh, that is Brent Venables talking about uh, what went down this spring. And again, uh, Parker, it just looks like again that Oklahoma has a lot more depth and a lot more options. And it looks like with what they brought in in the portal, as you mentioned. Uh, guys who played well, Reggie Pearson Jr. had seven tackles, one for a loss. Uh, you look at what happened, Peyton Bowen, obviously with three tackles and interception. Desan McCullough had three tackles. Uh, Rondell Bothroyd had a couple tackles, one tackle for loss. Uh, I thought Jacob Lacey did some good things as well. So a lot of these guys who came in from the portal that you expect to start making plays that's why you go to the portal, made some in the spring, and I think Oklahoma's defense has a lot better depth and a lot better, uh, you know, just overall talent on that side of the football. And they certainly needed that. I would agree with you, and I think what's encouraging right now, Steely, is that, yes, the younger generation looks really, really solid, especially in the secondary. We saw a lot of Macari Vickers and Josiah Wagner with the ones on defense in addition to Peyton Bowen and P.J. Atabare, but – when you have experienced transfers that you bring in and guys like Rondell Bothroyd and Reggie Pearson, and those guys immediately lend credence to the notion that they are everything they're cracked up to be and that you'll be able to rely on them as starters and key cogs in the machine come the fall, that's where you know you have the foundation for 
a very well-rounded defensive unit as a whole. No doubt. All right. We want to thank Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, sponsoring our first hour here on Steel Man and Thune, 405-579-3113. They will do great work for you at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Tim, super reliable as a kicker for the Sooners company, just the same. Super reliable. They will get the job done when you need for them to come through in the clutch, whether it's your uh, air conditioner, your furnace, whatever you need tuned up or worked on, they will get the job done for you at Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, the text line. We'll start getting to some of those. I'm here at Norman's Best Insurance Agency, the Julia Chu State Farm Agency, here on Wall Street. Happy to be here on a Monday Let's talk some more Sooner football. We have more audio. And a Sooner running back prospect has been crystal balled to LSU. We'll tell you about that when we get back here on The Ref. Okay, welcome back. Mike Steely with you here. Steel Man and Thune here on the uh, Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. I am here today at a great, great place, the Julia Chu State Farm Agency at 701 uh, West Wall Street in Norman. If you're looking to go through the insurance portal, uh, there's no better place to go than to the uh, Julia Chu Agency, juliachu.com, 701 Wall Street, 405-329-3311. I've known Julie for a long time. Um, I think Julie was... uh, queen of the uh, the theta house back in the day a long time ago and a huge sooner fan by the way gigantic sooner fan julius Chu, state farm agent uh they have been named the best insurance agency and she has been named the best insurance agent in the readers poll uh 16 of the last 17 years that is that is domination right there is what it is all right parker before we get to the uh, the recruiting stuff we got to hear from jfa Jackson Arnold, Jackson Arnold again. The line didn't give him any time, really, uh, early in the game. Got a couple passes batted down. But once that last drive came around, we got to see a glimpse of what Jackson Arnold uh, is going to be all about. He's going to be a tremendous player at OU. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Am I predicting a Heisman? I'm not doing that. But I'm saying there's a chance, and there's more than a good chance, that he will have a chance to win one of those if the Sooners can get the program going back in the right direction, and I believe that Brent will do that. But let's hear from Jackson Arnold afterwards, meeting the media, uh, talking about his performance and the spring game. Without that last drive, it wouldn't have been as fun of a game, but I think that last drive put a put a great bow on top of spring ball. You know, it, it's been hard. It hasn't been easy. Um, learning the playbook, going to class, going to meetings and stuff, it hasn't been easy whatsoever, but... You know, I think that last drive and everything that's happened so far in spring has been really awesome. We talked to you uh, early in the spring and even before about your relationship with Dylan. How has it evolved? How has it changed? And what's that the benefit of that been like for you uh, over these last uh, couple months? Yeah, if anything, we've gotten closer. And that goes with all the quarterbacks in the room, too. Our, our quarterback room is extremely close. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, with... A room like that, you know, you can ask anybody for questions, um, for anything. Honestly, if I have questions about, you know, a certain play or what somebody should be doing, I can ask any one of them. 
and uh, get feedback from them. Even after my own drives, you know, what did I do wrong? Teach me, help me get better. And we're all there for each other. And I, I love that about our quarterback room. At the end of the day, this is the 15th practice. But were there any butterflies at all going into the day? Just anxiousness on your part to play in this game? Yeah, definitely. I've never played in front of, uh, I don't know how many were there today. I'm assuming, like, maybe like 64, 54. 54. Never played in front of that many before. So definitely a little nervous. But, um, you know, honestly, when I got on the field, I was not as nervous as I thought I'd be. I was a lot more comfortable being there, which is good, but definitely still some nerves. There you go, Jackson Arnold. Uh, what were your impressions, Parker, of uh, Jackson out there on Saturday? Well, when he had time, I thought he was very impressive. The throw he made to Gavin Freeman on the penultimate play of the spring game was the best throw Big of the day throw. by any Oklahoma quarterback, without question. And thought he looked very comfortable uh, I did not think that 53-yard touchdown should have been called back. Just give the man his touchdown, Steely. Come yes, on. Don't take right. that moment away from Jackson Arnold, especially when the defense was already up by like 40 points at that point, right? Let the guy have his moment. I was not in favor of that. But other than that, man, you know, it wasn't all good for Jackson Arnold. He had some passes batted down. He was under duress constantly, but – Again, when he had time to sit back in the pocket and operate, I think you saw flashes of the guy that Oklahoma fans and the Oklahoma coaching staff are so excited about. Yeah, no doubt. And you're right. The throw to Sawchuck was uh, unbelievable. Uh, put that in a tight window right where it needed to be. And, of course, he did the same for Jaden Gibson, who had a very rough day on uh, Saturday. And again, apparently has had a pretty good spring. We we played the sound, and uh, I thought Jaden Gibson, what he had to say with the media the other day, was really impressive. But he had a rough Saturday for sure. Okay, uh, let's talk a little recruiting. We've got a lot more spring game uh, ground to cover, and we will certainly do that. But Parker Thune, a new commitment in for Oklahoma. Uh, we talked about Isaiah Autry last week. Uh, Kelly Daniels, K.J. Daniels, the wide receiver last week as well. And now four-star safety Jaden Hardy has committed to Oklahoma, the kid from Louisville, Texas. Four stars, and that, uh, that's one of the commitments. I know the, uh, the number, I think, went to three, three and a half. Where are we standing? And tell us about uh, Jaden Hardy. Well, Jaden Hardy was a guy that heading into the weekend we had talked about as one that was likely to pop for Oklahoma, and yes, indeed, he announces his commitment to Oklahoma Saturday about an hour and a half before the spring game kicked off. Uh, this is a guy that I've seen a lot of, both on Friday nights in the fall and on the 7-on-7 seven -seven circuit. To me, Steely, and I think you'll like this comparison, uh, he is – well, first off, you need to know he's really good friends with Peyton Bowen, and I see some – I see some of the same qualities in Peyton Bowen uh, that I see in Jaden Hardy, but I also see a lot of Delarian Turner yell in the way that Jaden Hardy goes about his business from the safety position in that he's really bulked up, really muscular for somebody that's that size, about five foot 11, not much taller than that, but he is willing to come downhill and hit you in the mouth. And I think where he's really going to make his hay is in run support for Oklahoma. Yeah, he's good in coverage, but what always stood out about Delarian Turner Yell was how good he was in run support and how effective he he, he almost was like a fourth linebacker at times in terms of how quickly he, he could get downhill and close a gap. So 
I see a lot of those same traits in Jaden Hardy. This is Oklahoma's highest-ranked commit to date in the 2024 cycle. And make no mistake about this either, Steely, he is a player that's going to be very active as a peer recruiter. So you got Michael Hawkins kind of coordinating the efforts on the offensive side of the ball, but it never hurts to have a guy like that on the defensive side as well. And that is what Jaden Hardy intends to be for Oklahoma. All right, we've got a lot of recruiting stuff to get to. I noticed uh, this morning that, uh, well, a couple things. Xavier Robinson's uh, decision is coming down May 10th, and it, it's expected that would be Oklahoma, correct? The kid from Carl Albert, the running back. But uh, I did see uh, Steve Wiltfong has a crystal ball in for Caden Durham, the running back the Sooners are heavily involved in. Uh, and he crystal balled Caden Durham to LSU. He did, and to be clear, I – LSU's in this thing. It's been an OU-LSU battle for quite some time in the race for Caden Durham. I still like Oklahoma. There are still a ton of people in the industry that like Oklahoma. Uh, obviously, Steve put in the crystal ball to LSU. There's a bit of a difference of opinion there, but don't totally discount LSU in this race, and I would hope many people are – not discounting the Tigers even more so than they already were with the crystal ball in from Steve Wilfong. So that'll be one to keep tabs on. I still do feel like Oklahoma – well, I still do feel like Durham is Oklahoma's to lose. The kid wears number 29 in honor of DeMarco Murray, Steely. He's from Moore. He's been to Oklahoma umpteen times at this point. I'll be surprised if he goes to LSU. That's not to say it doesn't happen, and that's not to say that Steve's intel is off base because that man knows – Many things, and in many cases he knows things that I don't know, at least not yet. But I would still be surprised if Oklahoma isn't the spot for Caden Durham. Okay, about a minute before the break, uh, we had Brennan Thompson on uh, with Tyler McComas on our pregame visiting this weekend. It's expected that he's going to end up in Crimson and Cream. We haven't heard anything official yet. Uh, real quick on that, and real quick, David Stone update, because everybody will be asking. Uh, he he was at the spring game. There you go. He's still doing the social media shtick. Okay. There you go. On David Stone, yes, I did see that, by the way. Uh, what, what do we know on uh, Brennan Thompson? What do you think is happening there? Yeah, no, I expect him to be a Sooner, and – I would figure that gets announced in the not-too-distant future. Uh, timeline varies depending on who you talk to, but uh, I do get the sense that it could come down as early as today, Steely. So uh, be on the lookout for an announcement from Brandon Thompson. I know there was some talk of visiting Texas Tech before he made the decision. It kind of seems like things have cooled off in that regard, and so – it would not shock me if we saw an announcement from Brennan Thompson drop really any time. There you go. All right, take a quick break. It's a Monday edition of Steelman and Thune at noon here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. I am at Julia Chu State Farm Agency here on Wall Street. We're going to get uh, Julia on with us for a few minutes, and uh, you know maybe we'll get her Sooner football expertise because she's got a lot of it. They have been voted the best insurance agency and Julia the best agent in the Reader's Choice Awards 16 of the last 17 years. That's that's a pretty good percentage. That's, oh, really, man. That's really good. That's She's arguably more successful in her line of work than Patty Gasso is in hers, and that's saying a lot. 
That's difficult. That's very difficult to accomplish, no doubt. All right, break time right here. We're coming right back. Steelman and Thune, more on the way. We'll get to your text here in a little bit. 405-651-3439, right here on the home of Sooner fans. Steelman and Thune at noon here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. I'm here today at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency, 701 Wall Street. They have been voted uh, the best agency 16 of the last 17 years. And Julia, the number one agent 16 of the last 17 years. So uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. And first of all, um, what did you think of the spring game? You're about as big an OU fan uh, – <laughs> As I know, so what did you? What was your impression? National championship next fall? <laughs> well, I'd love to say yes. I'm not sure I'm prepared to say that just yet. But gosh, I saw some stuff I liked. Loved seeing the defense flying all over the place. You know, it seemed like a lot of energy and physicality, and uh, that was really fun to see. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think a lot of the, the newcomers made a lot of plays. So uh, tell me about your your history at OU football. Um, you, when I was at KNOR and I was a student, I was the sports director, you came over and did an internship. And you went right. with our crew uh, to some high school games. And I can remember the Friday night before the OU Nebraska game. <laughs> and I was saying, I don't know, I kind of got a feeling Nebraska's going to win this. And you were like, no, no, no chance, not even a chance. You had predicted that the Sooners would win that game and win it decisively, and they did. Yeah. So I cannot imagine – in that 1985 season, Mike, that you would sit there for one moment and think that anybody would beat that defense. I, uh, the I'm 85 not defense very smart. is one of the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I was saying. You know what happened to me as a kid? I always got terrified for big games. Oh, yeah. I, always, I was always, instead of super optimistic, we have this, it was always, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, but uh, you were exactly right, and you've been right with this insurance agency for a long time. Oh, now, what what sets your agency apart? Because you obviously are doing something right. Well, I appreciate that a lot. I'm really, really blessed with an incredible team, um, and I love – I grew up at State Farm. My father was an agent for a little while. My brother's an agent. Um, but you don't really grow up and think, ooh, I want to be an insurance agent. Mm. <laughs> you know, it just kind of comes along, and now I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, and I think it comes from – truly wanting to take care of people. This is the kind of business that needs a good relationship. We need to know you and what's important to you. Um, I need to know what you want for a legacy and retirement and um, all the things that are important to you. And I think we take the time to figure that out with each one of our clients. Um, and then I've hired a bunch of people. You know, we're independent contractors. We can run our businesses the way we want to. So you'll find differences between agents. Um, for example, I hired uh, what I call a claim concierge. So rather than just sending people to a 1-800 number when it's claim time, we've got somebody here in our office, part of our team, who holds your hand the whole way through that process. So we feel like we take care of people. I really believe in making that exceptional customer experience a reality. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, we're over at Cavens uh, Group a lot, and Gary Cavens. I'm not sure if you know Gary, but he's very much into again expanding and making sure he has enough people to get everybody covered. Where a lot of business people may think, you know, I don't know if we can afford anybody else, but he's in the relationship business too. And the better service you deliver, the more clients you're going to get. And it seems like you're in that mode of always trying to make sure. You've got the client's needs first. Absolutely. I think that's what this entire business is about. If we're not taking care of people, they're going to go somewhere else. So I don't want to just write new people to bring them in. I want them to stay here forever and a very long time and be really happy with us. 
Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot on a question here. Who is the real queen? Is it K.J. Kindler or Patty Gasso? How on earth am I supposed to pick between those two rock stars? <laughs> <laughs> Can we have co-queens? I think they're both pretty yes, fantastic. Yes, why not? Let's I, do. Why not? Why yeah, not? They're fabulous, aren't they? Now, you uh, you go support the gymnastics team, the women's basketball team, not just the football team, softball, everything. Uh, how do you get to all these Sooner games? I mean, you are everywhere. I just love it. It was one of the reasons I wanted to come back to Norman. I, I've been with a company for a long time, 37 years, but uh, just the agency about 21. I kept telling them, I do it, but I, it's got to be Norman. That's where I want to come live, be for the rest of my life, be part of that community. And, of course, OU is the biggest part of that. And being able to run to all these events and think, oh, I can run over there for a couple hours. And it's just incredible. I love it. I am a sports fanatic. I love all sports, especially football. It's always going to be my favorite. But uh, love them all. And being here is just fantastic. You know, you have uh... – you have grown so much here with your agency because I can remember Sean Baker is a good high school buddy of mine. We were Lambda Kai's together at OU. He may be listening right now. And you went into his dad's operation, David, when he retired. David Baker played for Bud Wilkinson, all pro safety for the 49ers. And you started it there on Porter in his office. Then you moved down on Porter a little bit. I think you moved north. Uh, and now you're here in this completely ornate, unbelievable office you built here. It's incredible, the, uh, the journey you've taken. Well, thank you very much. We've been incredibly fortunate. Norman's been very, very good to us. And, uh, yeah, David Baker was so kind to me when I uh, came in. And the company gave us a little bit of time to overlap and work together and uh, learn and meet some of the people that, you know, they would be assigning to us. And so, yeah, I just always wanted to take that and grow and, and uh, be the best that we can be and take care of more people as we can go. And we've been really fortunate to be able to do that. Okay, so I got to know the huge Sooner fan that you are. How did you deal with six and seven a year ago? What are your expectations for the fall? Oh, ouch. Um, I don't think any OU fan deals with six and seven very well, right? Or we're used to a different standard. I think everybody's fair about that. Um, I think this year's going to be a lot better. I don't know that I'm prepared to go, hey, we're going to go 12 and 0 yet, but I do think we're going to see a drastic improvement. I think uh, we're just going to continue to get better. And I do think we're competing for a championship pretty soon. There you go. All right. Are you uh, concerned with the, uh, the SEC and are you going to be going on these SEC road trips? I am not concerned and I can't wait to go on those road trips. I will be there. There you go. Julia Chu, not concerned with the SEC. She's very confident the Sooners are going to get it done and some uh, new road, road trips for Sooner fans. I, I'm so so thrilled to be out here. This is an unbelievable place, and I appreciate you having us, Julie. Thank you. Mike, thanks so much. I love having you here. It's great catching up. Thank you. Absolutely. Julia Chu State Farm Agency here on uh, Wall Street in Norman. It's on the corner of Boardwalk and Wall Street, 405 329 3311. That's 405 329 3311. Parker, why don't we do this? We'll take a, a little bit earlier than we normally do timeout right here because I want to get as many texts in uh, as we can in the next segment. 405 651 3439. That's 405 651 3439. And here at the Julia Chu Agency, you're looking for a new agent? You're looking for the best agent? 405 329 3311. JuliaChu.com. Coming right back here on The Ref. Okay, we are back. Mike Steely, 
Parker Thune with you here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. I'm here at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency, 701 Wall Street here in Norman. Reader's Choice Award for Best Insurance Agency and Best Insurance Agent 16 of the last 17 years. Okay, uh, Riverwind Casino. Uh, they gave away a bunch of money again in the 30K Nest Egg winnings promotion with all the random hot seat drawings on a Saturday night. You had a bunch of happy winners there, including a couple extremely happy grand prize winners who won a little more than $1,200 in cash each. But you know what else is happening at Riverwind? Concerts are coming back to the Showplace Theater June 23rd. It has been over three years since we've had shows at the Showplace Theater. Hard to believe, obviously due to the pandemic. And if you've ever been to a show at the Showplace Theater, the acoustics are great. It's a real cool environment, seats about 8,000 people. And uh, there are a few seats left. You better get some of these uh, tickets in a hurry, though, folks. Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner will be on the Showplace Theater stage July 28th. Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, July 29th. Dwight Yoakam on August 19th. Counting Crows, August 25th. REO Speedwagon in September on September 8th. And Chicago, September 15th. And uh, some of these shows are very close to selling out right now. So get online at Riverwind.com. Get your seats now. And uh, you can also purchase tickets at the box office right there outside the Showplace Theater. But it's going to be unbelievable to have great concerts, great artists and bands, comedians like Gabriel Iglesias back on stage at the Showplace Theater. Another reason why Riverwind is simply the best. Parker, let's hit the text line, 405-651-3439. Was there any particular reason Jeff Lebby kept the play calling basic? Because of the O-line issues? That comes from a listener in the 405. And yes, I think that O-line depth, or lack thereof, was a partial contributor to the rather straightforward offensive scheming from Jeff Lebby. As was the reality that you don't want to pull out too many intricate plays in your spring game because then they're on tape for opponents. Now, I know for a fact that there were at least a couple players that Oklahoma held out of the spring game because they don't want the opponents to have film on them at all. So, yes, the spring game is an opportunity for you to strut your stuff in terms of play calling and get your guys' experience with some of the schemes that they're going to be running come the fall, but you also don't want to tip your hand any more than necessary. And so if you expect a lot of wheeling and dealing from Jeff Levy in terms of super elaborate play calling in the spring game, then I don't know what to tell you. That shouldn't be your expectation, though. Your expectation should be that, in general, when you show up for a spring game, you're not going to see a whole lot of razzle-dazzle. Although they did try the Drake Stoops pass on the first play of the game, right? That is true. Very first play of the game was a trick play, and Desan McCullough was all over it. So Drake Stoops was denied uh, a completion. In his, has he ever thrown a pass? I feel like maybe we've seen him pull it back and throw once or twice in a regular season game. But um, I'm trying to think. You know, the old man's short-term memory is lacking, so I'm sure if he has somebody on the text line, will let us. My my guess is yes, but I'm not 100 percent positive about that. Oh right, yes, uh, the Tech six, Texas Tech game. He threw the pass to Dylan Gabriel, where Reggie Pearson lit Dylan up. He did, yeah, that was Reggie Pearson Jr. in that game. That's exactly right. It's, 
I thought I remembered him throwing a pass. So 405-651-3439. It was because I took a picture of it. That's what it was. In my mind, I had the picture that I took of Drake Stoops throwing a pass, and I couldn't place it. But there you go. It was Lubbock on that night uh, where the Sooners dropped a 51-48 overtime contest. Uh, Drew from Flower Mound says, is it me or is it nice that our D-line was batting down passes like they were? Yeah, you like that. And, again, um, I, it, we've talked about having more depth and more options there. And based on what I saw in this game, you know, I thought Grayson Halton had a heck of a day, too. He did. He um, did. And I know he's not new, but uh, I thought he had a couple sacks, two TFLs, five tackles total. I thought he looked really good. Uh, the linebackers, uh, Jaron Kanick only had two. But uh, the D-line was doing such a good job up front that the linebackers didn't have to make a, a ton of plays out there. Grayson Alton did have himself a day, and P.J. Adabari made a really nice play to blow up a screen. Uh, in general, the defensive line won a ton of snaps, won a ton of reps, which is to be expected when you're dealing with a patchwork offensive line. And on that offensive line, I thought Caleb Schaefer did a real nice job. He had to play some tackle, which is not a position he's accustomed to. Caden Green got first-team reps at left tackle and looked pretty dang good in the process. Uh, Josh Bates flashed a little bit. He got called for a false start at one point, but uh, he showed some nice things as well. But, yeah, man, again, this is not something you can put a ton of stock into just because the offensive line was so shallow in terms of depth. But real nice to see Grayson Halton making some plays. Really nice to see R. Mason Thomas getting after it, and really nice when you see P.J. blowing up a play the way that he did on that screen. Yeah, I, I thought all the uh, three five stars in the class looked really good. Uh, Jackson Arnold, again, didn't have, um, you know, uh, first-team offensive line in the earlier series. Got a couple passes batted down, but I thought he responded very well with the game on the line. And, again, he made a game-winning throw right there, and Jaden Gibson couldn't hang on to the football. So, there you go, 405-651-3439. From the 405, Taylor Tatum. Do we have the chance to land the number two running back in the 2024 class? Well, uh, yes, you got a chance. He's going to take an official visit with Oklahoma June 16th through the 18th. So you will have your shot at Taylor Tatum, top 50 prospect in the 24-7 sports composite. And again, as that listener mentioned, number two at the running back position. Also from the 405 can always count on the Steel Man and Thune for some great music during transitions in and out of commercial breaks. I appreciate that. I, in particular, very much appreciate that. Do you? We do our best not yeah. to give you. Parker's a, got a nice. Yeah, he's got a nice repertoire that he uh, he he rolls out there every day. I see him going through his choices, and he usually makes the right choice. Uh, not really sure what this text is getting at from the four hundred two. I'll read it word for word. If healthy, the starting edges will not have a start in an OU uniform. Also, if we had Harrington McCullough at Cheetah last year, there's a certain play against Kansas State and Tech that would have been made with their athleticism. Yes, I, I'm assuming what that listener is trying to indicate is that they don't believe Ethan Downs and Reggie Grimes will retain their starting positions on the edge come the fall. And I, I agree on Grimes. I'm not really there with Downs. I am still a Downs believer. I will I will die on that hill. 
I think Ethan Downs is a lot better football player than a lot of people on the text line give him credit for. But, yeah, you're not going to keep our Mason Thomas off the field and out of the starting lineup this fall. I just don't see any way that happens. He looks good. And uh, once again, you know, uh, they were even talking about him last year early in fall camp. The man, this kid, you know, we, we recruited him because he can get to the quarterback, and he was getting to the quarterback early. So uh, it just seems like the depth, Parker, uh, on both sides of the football clearly is going to be better for Oklahoma. And backup quarterback, that was a disaster last year. And look, I think Jackson Arnold, I do think he's going to be a star. Certainly Dylan Gabriel's going to start the year. And if he plays solid football, missed some throws again on Saturday, but then ended up making some. Kind of a little bit the same story as a year ago. But depth on this roster looks so much better. It does. And what I want to hammer home with regard to Jackson Arnold is that Yeah, obviously there's reason to be excited about the kid and all the more reason after you see throws like the one he made to Gavin Freeman to cap off the spring game and the ball that he put right in Jaden Gibson's hands. It was right where it needed to be. Only place it could be, and Gibson just didn't make a play. Look, Jackson Arnold is the truth, but Dylan Gabriel is the starter in 2023. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. And unless Dylan Gabriel sucks, which I don't anticipate he will, you're going to be waiting a year to see Jackson Arnold's at the at the reins at Oklahoma. All right, we got to get out of here for hour number one. I'm here at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency here in Norman, Norman's best insurance agency. The Readers and the Readers Choice Awards, 16 of the last 17 years, agree with that statement. Julia Chu State Farm Agency, 405-329-3311. Coming back with hour number two here on the Ref. All right, back with you on a Monday. I'm at the uh, Julia Chu State Farm Agency, 701 Wall Street, the corner of Boardwalk and Wall Street. They do things differently around here. They have a team of 10 insurance pros to offer a superior customer experience, and that includes a claim concierge that Julie hired to be a resource for her customers throughout the claim process. That means... You don't have to call up some 800 number and talk to some rando. You've got a local person right here dealing with you every step of the way. And that makes a huge difference. 405-329-3311, juliachew.com, here at 701 Wall Street in Norman. And Julie is, uh, I would say, on the Sooner fan scale out of 10. This one goes to 11. Like they said in Spinal Tap, all right? That is big a Sooner fan as you can be. All right, 405-651-3439. We do have Jesse Crittenden uh, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline at 135. Have him break down the spring game. One guy who looked amazing, made a big play, big interception, Peyton Bowen, five-star from Denton Geyer. Uh, it was crazy what happened on signing day uh, with, Sooner fans initially being shot, uh, shocked that they thought Peyton Bowen. Bay- <laughs> I'm sorry, jeez, oh my gosh, they thought that Peyton Bowen was headed to. I don't like this set of equipment. The headphones on this are not good. Uh, they drive me crazy. Anyway, Peyton Bowen, we thought initially, Oregon. What? What? That whole ceremony was very bizarre. And then less than 24 hours, or about 24, a little more than 24 hours later, Peyton Bowen, we found out. Yes, 
He is coming to Oklahoma, never sent in the, uh, uh, you know, the letter to Oregon and ends up coming to the University of Oklahoma, as a lot of people thought he would, including Parker Thune, who said that pretty much from day one. But Peyton Bowen, big-time interception on the Dylan Gabriel pass intended for Andrew Anthony, also made some tackles, looked like he belonged out there, and that's what you expect to see out of a five-star kid, and we certainly saw that on uh, Saturday down in Norman. Let's hear what Peyton Bowen had to say about his INT and overall play. Let's start off right. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling, honestly, just to come out here in front of that crowd for a spring game and just do and do the things that I've been doing since high school. It's, you know, it's a it's a great feeling, and it was a great jump start. Yeah, it's football at the end of the day, but, you know, the nerves get to you. Like, you're playing on a bigger stage than you have your whole high school career. So you're stepping out there just, like, with a new new sense, like a new environment. And, you know, I I feel like I stepped out there and did, did as well as I could. And, I mean, I could have done way better, in my opinion. But, you know, I stepped out there and did a really good job. There you go. Parker, I know you were a little bit excited. Uh, what you saw, I saw your tweets and uh, Peyton Bowen, uh, potential All-American guy at the safety spot for OU. He's played, obviously, some cheetah as well. And, uh, by the way, his good buddy, Jaden Hardy, you talked about, safety out of Louisville, Texas, is the Sooners' latest uh, commitment. And of all the guys that have committed to Oklahoma so far, Jaden Hardy, four-star kid, is the highest rated. Yeah, and I go back to the interception that Peyton Bowen made down the sideline on that Dylan Gabriel throw. Of course, that's the one play that everybody can kind of highlight from Peyton Bowen's spring game performance as the five-star moment, if you will. But I said it earlier in the show. I'll say it again, Steely. I'm not questioning that Oklahoma might have other defensive backs on the roster that could make that type of play. All I'm saying is I haven't seen an Oklahoma defensive back make that type of play and I don't know how long, man. Like, Billy Bowman, the play that he made to pick off Spencer Sanders last year, that was a beautifully, beautifully executed read, beautifully executed break, all around a fantastic coverage play. But the athleticism, as well as the coverage instinct that Peyton Bowen had to have on that play to be able to complete the interception, I, I just have not seen that from any Oklahoma defensive back in forever, Steely, forever. That was a cornerback play that was made by a natural safety, which just goes to show you there is nothing in the secondary that Peyton Bowen can't do. Yeah, he he looked uh, tremendous out there, like he totally belonged. And uh, what I, you know, this is a, a fairly complex defense. And um, he didn't seem to miss uh, hardly any steps out there. Of course, he did say in the soundbite, I could have played better, but overall I thought I did a good job. But Brent, you know, Brent is a nitpicker, and he should be because we heard what he said, you know, the Danny Stutzman story from a year ago. Every step you take, I sound like a police song, um, you know, but it's important. Those details are extremely important. And uh, I think that's what Peyton Bowen's probably talking about. Because from an athletic standpoint, that kid's got everything. Um, you know, whether or not we see him in the return game, that's going to be another aspect that he'll bring to the table for OU. But uh, the natural talent certainly you see is right there. All right. Uh, so recruiting update, the Sooners, I think I saw with the Jaden Hardy commitment, they were up to 37th uh, nationally with their class. 
Uh, it all started with Jeremiah Newcomb, the cornerback from Arizona, who committed. Uh, then it was Michael Hawkins, the quarterback from McKinney, Texas, Frisco Emerson. Then you got K.J. Daniels, the wide receiver from Frank, uh, Franklinton, Louisiana, uh, last week, early in the week. Then you got Isaiah Autry on Friday out of Tupelo, Mississippi, the big offensive tackle. And then over the weekend, the commitment rolls in from Jaden Hardy, the safety, 5'11", 170 pounds, four-star kid from Louisville, Texas. And um, you're still thinking that the Brennan Thompson stuff could happen maybe today, the wide receiver coming through the portal from Texas. Who else are we looking at possibly on a commitment watch? Uh, Zion Carney, without question, the four-star yep. wideout out of Missouri City, High Tower High School. Uh, by the way, Oklahoma with the commitment of Hardy is actually up to number twenty-eight in the recruiting rankings. Steely, so twenty-eight. Okay, yeah, so my they're, bad. They're, they're on the climb, and I think if they lock down J, uh, Zion Carney, excuse me, pretty expediently here, that's certainly going to push them into the top twenty-five and maybe into the top twenty. I don't have the exact calculation in front of me, but uh, make no mistake, Steely, Emmett Jones is going to have himself a week because with Carney getting close with Thompson getting close, with Grayson Harris, the 2025 four-star receiver set to commit next Monday, May 1st. It's about to be a nice little run for Emmett Jones here on the recruiting trail. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. And uh, what did we learn? Xavier Robinson again, May 10th, his decision. Is that right? That's what I thought yes, I saw this right. morning. Yeah, Xavier Robinson going to be picking between Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State on the 10th of May, and the Sooners look to be in really good shape there as well. Okay, so the other news, Steve Wilfong, National Recruiting Director for 247, did crystal ball Caden Durham to LSU. Now, the Sooners have been uh, you know, heavily involved with Caden Durham and his recruitment for a long time. A lot of people thought Oklahoma was leading, and I think some people <laughs> that are on these airwaves – this, this guy right here, Parker Thune, still believes, it sounds to me like Oklahoma is maybe still leading, but Steve Wilfong put in the crystal ball for LSU. So um, we talked about who those three running backs would be, um, and we thought, you know, maybe Caden Durham and uh, then Xavier Robinson, obviously from Carl Albert. Uh, you've thrown Tavani Mizell out there who really wants to come to Oklahoma. We'll see what's going to happen there, but uh, things are uh, things are kind of changing, and the dynamics change all the time in recruiting. Uh, so, what do you think is happening with the Sooners in the running back position right now? Well, I I just want to state that the crystal ball for Caden Durham to LSU does not indicate he's gone or it's a lock. He's going to LSU. No, quite the contrary. I've had conversations this morning with folks across the industry and. Look, the consensus is that it's going to be a battle, and maybe it's less of a sure thing than it once looked as far as OU and Caden Durham. But OU is still in the lead in the eyes of many, not just myself. It's going to be those two teams. That's what it's going to come down to. I would expect that Caden Durham will OV both places before he makes a decision. But OU... That crystal ball for LSU should not be taken as an indication that OU has suddenly lost Caden Durham, which, by the way, in order to lose something, you got to have it in the first place. The Sooners don't, never did, at least not in an official sense. 
And with Taylor Tatum set to take an official visit, with Jeremy Payne back on campus this last weekend, with Xavier Robinson on the precipice of committing and with Oklahoma still sitting pretty in the recruitment of Tavani Mizell, Caden Durham is not going to be a backbreaker to Oklahoma's running back class if he picks LSU in the end. Okay, 405-651-3439. Also over the weekend, great weekend for the OU baseball team. They sweep the Longhorns in Austin. They have ORU on the schedule at Mitchell Park tomorrow night. A lot of that depends on the weather. Same for the women's softball team. Uh, The Sooners, uh, Skip Johnson and company, also set to host Kansas Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see if they can get that ORU game. But that that was maybe a weekend-changing series for the rest of the season, the bullpen pitching was finally really good for OU, and they swept Texas over the weekend in Austin. OU softball, 7-zip over Baylor Friday, 4 nothing Saturday, 2 nothing on uh, the second end of that doubleheader Saturday. Uh, so, Jordy Ball, Alex Storacco, Nicole May still getting the job done. Baylor never got a run into third base. Sooner women, uh, again, the bats. Maybe not quite what you expected, but again, you win that series 13-zip, and Oklahoma's pitching has just been unbelievable. The depth, the defense has been great, and uh, they hit some balls hard that were caught, but the Sooner women now 42-1. They have won 34 in a row. Scheduled to play an interesting game tomorrow at Wichita State. Again, weather's going to be a big factor there in Wichita. And then Wednesday, scheduled to play at Tulsa at 5 o'clock. Did I hear Plank say our man Eric Bailey? is going to be calling that game if they get that game in. That'll be awesome. Can't wait to uh, see that again. But the uh, the women's softball team rolls and sweeps Baylor over the weekend. All right, let's get one or two more texts in, and then we'll break. We've got Jesse Crittenden coming up at 135. We're going to hear from Kyler Murray in the next segment. And the statue dedication, we'll run that stuff down for you. But let's get back to the text line. From the 918, what about Bryant Wesco? OU still leads and leads by a sizable margin there. Drew from Flower Mound asks, Parker, last week I asked you to describe Joseph Jonah Ajonye in one word. If I remember, you said underrated. Another question, who are other schools high on his list? Well, beyond OU, Joseph Jonah Ajonye likes Texas Tech. He likes Oregon. He likes the University of Texas. But OU lengthened their lead in his recruitment over the weekend. He intends to commit on August 1st. I will, A, be curious to see if anybody can come close to make an OU sweat in the race for JJA. And also, if that commitment date and well, I guess let me put let me put it this way. Wouldn't be surprised if that August 1st commitment date gets pushed up. That would be huge for Oklahoma, no doubt. And uh the Sooners, you know, finally getting on a roll here, moving on up. Twenty seventh or twenty eighth, I think is what Parker said now in the two four seven rankings after the commitment over the weekend from Jaden Hardy, the safety out of Louisville, Texas. All right, break time. I'm here at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency, Norman's finest insurance agency. And uh, they've been voted as such by the Reader's Choice Award 16 of the last 17 years. And Julie herself has been the number one agent in that same poll 16 out of the last 17 years. Taking a break, coming back, we'll hear from Kyler Murray. And we'll get back to the text line right here on The Ref. 
Back here with you on a Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. I'm here at the Julia Chu Agency, best state farm agency around, best insurance agency in the metro area, voted as such in the Reader's Choice Awards 16 of the last 17 years. And again, uh, think about when you're dealing with an insurance agency and when you're in your time of need and you're sent to an 800 number. You're talking to some rando somewhere else, right, about what you need done. They're not invested in the community. In a lot of instances, that's not the case. Here, they're in the relationship building business, and uh, Julie herself has hired a claim concierge to be a resource for customers here in the area throughout the entire claim process. Somebody who's right here, not somewhere else, not really connected to the community, Maybe they sound like they're interested in your uh, your issues, but maybe they're really not because they're not local. They are here. One of the reasons why uh, Julie has the uh, highest rated agency in the area, uh, claim concierge that is here to help you throughout the entire process. Doing business the right way here at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency, 405-329-3311, Julia Chu Com. Let's hear from Desan McCullough. Made some plays, made his presence known out there. I think Sooner fans are excited about this kid. Freshman All-American at Indiana, but was recruited by everybody. A big-time prospect, and I think he showed flashes of that uh, in the spring game over the weekend. Here's what Desan McCullough said about his spring game experience. Sure, it was fun. Uh, the atmosphere was crazy, something I've never uh, been around before, so it was, it was really fun. I, I feel like I played really well. There's some little things I definitely need to work on. I had a little tweak in my knees, so that's why I stopped playing, but I'll be all good. I think the defense did great today. I think the defense had a really good day. Uh, just some little details we got cleaned up, but that's normal spring ball stuff, so nothing too major. There you go. Uh, what would you think of Desan McCullough out there Saturday, Parker? I mean, I thought he looked the part. Looked like the guy that Oklahoma fans imagined that they were getting when he transferred over from Indiana uh, to unite with Brent Venables and Jay Valai and Ted Roof. By the way, by the way, Steely, I have captured the cover image for Ted Roof and the Three Man Front's debut album. I don't know if really? you saw it on my Twitter, but yes. Oh, my gosh. A, How did I miss that? It is a photo of Phil Pachotti. Desan McCullough and Jaron Canick all walking with their headphones on, getting ready for action. So that is going to be the cover image with Ted Roof uh, superimposed in front of them. That'll They're be the cover image perfect. for the debut album for Ted Roof and the Three Man Front. We've got to get uh, that. Oh, yeah, that's the one where you're asking for the boy band name. I think, yes, Ted Roof, a little ping photo, PNG, Ted Roof superimposed. Over there on the left side, maybe I wonder if you can put some instruments in their hands. Maybe that, that I don't know. But that's good. I like it. It's perfect for Ted Roof in the three-man front. Okay, uh, let's hear from Kyler Murray, who was here over the weekend. Great ceremony. Uh, they had the big uh, festivities Friday night, and then the statue uh, was unveiled um, Saturday morning at 1130. And, uh he had a chance to sit down with a lot of people, had a press conference afterwards. Uh, in his conversation with Toby Rowland, he said that patience for him was the hardest thing he was dealing with at times, but he, he knows that patience at OU eventually paid off. It wasn't always perfect. I had to wait. Um, the patience deal 
Um, and then to, you know, come out on top in a sense, you know, after all the hard work, because, you know, it, who knows, you know, working hard may not get you to where you want to get to. You know, there's a lot of people that work hard and end up not, you know, not where they want to be. But the fact that it did trust in the process um, and not, you know, not transferring again or whatever it may be, because, you know, nowadays transfer portal and stuff like that, you know, I stuck it through, um, trusted the people around me, made great relationships, great friendships, um, lifelong, you know, with coaches and stuff like that. So uh, I'm grateful for everything that, you know, happened here. You know, I wouldn't change it for the world. Only thing I would change is being able to play one more, you know, play one more year. I, I hate that I only got one season here, but um, no, I, I love my time here. There you go. And uh, keep in mind, I'm sure Kyler was thinking, well, you know, I'm going to have a couple years there, but Baker Mayfield got that extra year of eligibility granted to him by the NCAA, and all of a sudden things changed for Kyler Murray, but he stuck it out. We talked about this the other day. You know, in this day and age, probably would have gone to the portal, right? As much as he loves OU right now, it would have been uh, very tempting for him to do that, but he stuck it out at OU and uh, had that phenomenal year. Yeah, I mean, that was – was that not pre-portal? When did the portal come into existence? I'm trying to think. Was that 2018? Was that the year that Kyler was about to take the reins for Oklahoma? I'm fairly certain it was 2018 that the portal was officially I implemented. I think that's so, right. Yeah, Kyler obviously had to transfer under the old regulations in which he had to sit out a year. So he redshirted in 2016, got to sit behind Baker in 2017, and I – I've said it before, I'll say it again, Steely, the most impressive thing about that 2017 team at the University of Oklahoma is that the Heisman Trophy winner that they had at quarterback wasn't the best quarterback on their own roster. Because that, That's when you know you've got a great situation at quarterback. That's exactly right, too. And it's just all the more astonishing in hindsight, the fact that with all of that talent on the offensive side of the ball, I'm pretty sure 9 of 11 starters – Maybe 10, 9 or 10 out of 11 offensive starters all played in the NFL at one time or another and or are still playing. It's all the more astonishing when you consider how much talent Oklahoma had on the offensive side of the ball and how invincible they seem to be on that side that they could not cobble together enough defense to even make the national championship game, let alone win it. Yeah, it's on Mule Shoe. That's on Mule Shoe. Anything bad is on Muleshoe, pretty much, in my world. Hey, uh, Muleshoe got Bear Alexander this weekend. I saw that, yeah, Bear Bear Alexander to Southern Cal. Um, You know, they're they're getting some guys through the portal, and they did a year ago, too. So we'll we'll see if they can put that defense together, though, and make it work. My only question is, how are they going to get Bear below 295 pounds by the time fall camp rolls around? It's another musical group that'll do that. Benny Wiley and the Kettlebells. <laughs> Who would you rather see on the stage, Chad Roof in the three-man front or Benny Wiley and the Kettlebells? I'm just curious as to what type of bodily gyrations would accompany the performance from Benny Wiley and the Kettlebells. It's an all-bells show, I guess, you know. Maybe. It's a very wimpy concert. You know what I'm saying? They're not really that in your face. It's a real laid-back, wimpy kind of concert would be my guess. All right, 
Uh, let's get a few more texts in. We have Jesse Crittenden coming up in the next segment. we got time for one or two before we break here. Sooner Soldier says, wide receiver from Michigan in the portal. Will OU pursue or is USC offering more cash? Now, Oklahoma is done looking at wide receivers in the transfer portal, and I would think the reason for that is obvious. Any, any subsequent wide receiver that hits the portal will not be a guy that Oklahoma pursues. They are full at wide receiver. Well, they're not officially full yet, but they will be. I I do not think that Michigan wide receiver, the wide receiver that hit the portal from Colorado, any other receiver that has gotten and or will get into the transfer portal will be a guy that Oklahoma pursues. There you go. There's your answer right there from the man, Parker Thum. Tyler from Kellyville says, Lincoln Riley and the Crocodile Tears have a few good hits. <laughs> that's pretty good not bad not bad we need to maybe tomorrow we can get on some new band names but uh i feel like uh ted roof and the three-man front will be a kind of a jazz ensemble maybe what do you think yeah jazz i mean that's that sounds about right from the 417 dusty Dvorak says uh said this morning on his show that he'd heard last saturday i.e bear wasn't in the portal yet that bear to usc was already done at what point will the NCAA do something, anything about tampering? Well, here's the deal. You got to be able to have proof if you want to nail a school mm-hmm. for tampering. And if you don't have proof, you can't really do anything about it. I still think we need Pat Narduzzi versus uh, Mule Shoe in a cage match. That would be something. Because remember, Narduzzi was so mad. He was so angry, man. Um, and again, SC. Doing SC things, I guess. All right, here at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency, Norman's best and the metro area's best agency, voted uh, 16 of the last 17 years by local readers in the Reader's Choice Award. Locally owned, big part of the Norman community. Julia's been with State Farm for 37 years, has owned the agency for 21 years. 405-329-3311, juliachu.com. We're here at 701 Wall Street in Norman. First time out here, and it is, uh, it's immaculate. It's really nice. All right, break time. Jesse Crittenden will join us. We'll break down the spring game and more when we get back. Another new portal guy coming in for basketball as well for OU. We'll talk about that. Stay with us here on The Ref. It is Jesse Crittenden joining us. On the Riverwind Casino hotline, we had a little uh, issue with the computer there for a second. Apologize for the dead air. Technology versus old people. Actually, this was technology versus young and old people, and technology won. Technology is at war with all of us, Steely. Technology and mule shoe. That's right. This AI is going to take over. You know, in about 50 years, we'll be going down to the Cotton Bowl to watch AI players playing for the Sooners and the Longhorns. That will not be cool. Maybe 75 years. It could be. Who knows? With advances now, it might be 25 years. All right. Uh, Jesse Crittenden joins us again on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. And, uh, Jesse, your overall takeaways, what stood out to you from the uh, spring game Saturday? Yeah, I think it was how impressive uh, a lot of the new players looked, both transfers uh, and, and these new freshmen. I think it was impressive – 
I mean, how big of an impact they really had collectively as a group, uh, both offensively and particularly defensively. Um, I mean, I think it's you saw where a lot of these uh, new guys are going to be able to fit in. I think, you know, right away, whether that's Reggie Pearson uh, in the secondary, whether it's someone like Rondo Bothroyd uh, on the defensive line, or obviously, you know, what may have been the play of the day and Peyton Bowen's uh, interception early in the first quarter. I mean, I think the offense certainly had moments. Jackson Arnold, um, you know, his touchdown at the end was really impressive. But I think defensively, I think was really what stood out to me. And I think it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, not, not just the transfer players, but these freshmen have an impact or have a have. there's a lot of potential for them to come and make an impact right away. And I think as a result, I think you see the depth in the secondary and the defensive line uh, really might be a, a substantial upgrade from last year, and I think there's uh, there's reason uh, for optimism there that these that these new guys are gonna are gonna come in and, and play big roles right away. How about the big performances from guys that are on the fringe of putting themselves in the two deep, Jesse? I'm thinking primarily a DJ Graham at wide receiver, Kip Lewis at linebacker. There may be a couple others that come to mind. Grayson Halton on the interior defensive line, for instance. But amongst the guys that really stood out and really shown on Saturday where maybe their position on the depth chart isn't completely locked in. How much stock do you put into that and those performances as we get ready to turn the page from spring ball to fall camp here in a few months? Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned Kip Lewis. I mean, he, he really might be the – I mean, if there was a defensive MVP, uh, it might have been him. I think he's a guy, obviously, that came in in the 2022 class, a highly recruited guy, a four-star recruit. Um, but, I mean, I think he's a guy that can be uh, sometimes a little forgotten or a little overshadowed when it comes to trying to uh, figure out what, you know, OU's linebacker core looks like, particularly for next year. But, I mean, he was he was everywhere uh, on Saturday. I mean, he led the team with 11 tackles, had two tackles for loss, which was tied for the team lead. I think you really saw, I mean, and, and players after the game, I, I think uh, Desan McCullough uh, was one of the guys that was talking about how Kip Lewis has really grown. Um, from the beginning of spring uh, to the spring game, I think in every facet. And I think you saw that um, on the field. So, I mean, I think Kip Lewis kind of asserted himself as a guy that, that maybe should be considered a little bit more uh, for what his role could look like on the defense next season. And, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned D.J. Graham. I mean, led the, I mean he led the offense in, in receiving yards with 74, had a couple of really big catches. Um, he talked about it after the game that I think he's really starting to settle in uh, find his role in the offense. I think he's a guy, obviously a lot of people have, have looked at as, you know, what could his role be switching from, you know, from the defense to offense? What could his role be? What, you know, what kind of impact can he have? And I think he showed, I mean, I think there's obviously it's really early the spring game. It's it's hard to, it's hard to find too many things um, that are concrete from a spring game. But I mean, I think he showed what impact he could have as a, as a deep play threat, um, as a guy that can make plays in open space, I mean, a lot of players have talked about, you know, just his his catching ability, uh, the hands that he has. I mean, he might be at the top of the uh, the depth chart at wide receiver. So, anyways, I think those two guys really were uh, really deserved to be mentioned. I mean, you mentioned Grayson Halton with two sacks, two tackles for loss. So, I think that's the other thing too. It's not just the it's not just the the young guys that are like the you know the incoming freshmen or the new transfer players. I think it's some of those guys uh, that don't get talked about enough. Some of these returning guys that. Uh, really put on a show too. 
Jesse Crittenden with us, 247sportsouinsider.com, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Everybody's always excited about uh, the backup quarterback, particularly when you've got a kid who's coming in as a five-star. Jackson Arnold struggled with a backup uh, with the twos with the offensive line, had a couple passes batted down, got sacked. Um, but once he was out there with the, the, the ones, he came through and played very well, uh, great Great throw to Gavin Sawchuck. Really had the game-winning throw to Jaden Gibson, who couldn't hold on to it. But OU fans are fired up as you knew there would be. What is the chance that we could have a Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams situation this year? Is there a chance that could happen? What percentage chance or do you think it's going to be all Dylan Gabriel? Yeah, that's a, that's a really big question. and It's actually something Parker and I have talked about before. I think I think it's certainly natural to to draw some um, comparisons to that Spencer Rattler or Caleb Williams situation in 2021. Obviously, you've got you know a guy you know like Caleb Williams, Jackson Arnold, the five star uh, quarterback coming in. I think there's a lot of anticipation with uh, and nerve you know anxiety about you know when he's when he's going to be able to see the field, when he's he earn playing time on the field, and particularly when you have a when you're coming off a season like last year. I think that's amplified, but I think there's a couple of, of big differences. One, I think Dylan Gabriel, while up and down at times last year, I think in some ways had an underrated season, um, and, and I think it's clear that this coaching staff, uh, particularly under Brent Venables, has really valued experience. They've really valued leadership. Uh, obviously, Dylan Gabriel, you know, by the time the fall comes around, it'll be his fifth season. I think he brings a veteran presence. I think he brings an understanding uh, of Jeff Levy's offense that's, you know, that's really invaluable, that's really invaluable. And, and I think there's also, I mean, I think in some ways there's pressure, obviously, right, to turn it around from a six and seven season last year. But I mean, I think, I think people have come, I think a lot of people have come to, to understand, me included, that this is going to take time. This is a huge shift under Brent Venables, not only just on the field, but culturally off the field as well. And I think Dylan Gabriel plays an important part of that. So, with all that being said, I think the spring game, it can be hard, again, to suss out what stuff to really, you know, take away from it, what stuff is, you know, it, it's a glorified scrimmage, all that stuff. But I do think Jackson Arnold showed uh, in that last drive with the first-string offense his ability to to run, you know, that kind of two-minute drill. You mentioned that that touchdown pass. That really was, a, it was an incredible throw when you watched the replay. It was right on target. wasn't a super huge window. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's a, a good thing to take away um, from his performance that game. So, all that being said, I think the circumstances are certainly a little different than they were in 2021. Uh, I think this coaching staff really values Dylan Gabriel and the stability he brings. But at the same time, I mean, I think, you know, again, Jackson Arnold showed that potential in the spring game. Uh, I definitely don't think they're in a rush to bring him on the field. I mean, Jeff Levy referred to him as the future face of Oklahoma football. I think they see him as a guy that they want to be around for a long time. And, you know, it'd be a tough situation to put him as a true freshman on the field early uh, after a six and seven season. But with all that said, I've, I've, I've maintained that there's no reason they should put limits on him. I think it makes sense to go into fall camp in the season, expecting Dylan Gabriel to be the quarterback. But if Jackson Arnold shows out, shows enough in practice and, you know, they get him some reps on the field, maybe even garbage time and he impresses, I don't think there's any reason to be too much of a stickler on anything, even if I, I personally expect Dylan Gabriel uh, to be the starter uh, going into next season. Jesse, before we let you go, Javian McCollum, John Hughley, 
Now Rivaldo Suarez in the fold as well. Evaluate this portal hall so far for Porter Moser and OU basketball. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, I think rightfully after all the departures, uh, you know, from last season's team, especially, you know, Grant Sherfield and Jalen Hill, I think there was a lot of reason to be concerned, but it's kind of funny how things can turn around so quickly. And, yeah, I mean, now you've got Porter's added, you know, a few guys, I think with still some on the way that really do address some needs they have, uh, particularly at the guard position. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they've got – they've now got an athletic um, big to replace uh, Tanner Groves. And so, I mean, I think there's – I think there is still work to be done. But it's one of those things – I think it's an important lesson and, and, you know, for me for me included to be – you know, to be patient, um, that sometimes things take time. There's obviously still some work to be done. But uh, I think over the last few days, Porter Moser uh, and the coaching staff have done a pretty decent job of, of filling some holes the transfer portal and now i think it's going to it's going to be you know what else can they do over the next few weeks because they're certainly not done there's still certainly things they've got to do to improve this roster but i think compared to where things were at a couple of weeks ago uh, i think things stand uh, at least you know much better or at least there's a lot more reason for optimism now than maybe there was a couple of weeks ago jesse much appreciated good stuff we'll talk to you again next monday appreciate you guys having me on Jesse Crittenden, 247sportsounsider.com. All right, we've got one more segment to go. I'm here at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency on Wall Street in Norman. Norman's best insurance agency and best agent, 16 of the last 17 years, 405-329-3311. That's 405-329-3311. Or more information at juliachu.com. Coming right back, one more segment before we get locked in right here on The Ref. Welcome back. You can always take your best shot over at Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, like a bunch of people did on Saturday and won uh, cash from our friends over at Riverwind Casino in the 30K Nest Egg Winnings promotion. We had a bunch of patrons who won $400 cash each and some grand prize winners who won well over $1,200 in cash each because Riverwind always has many different ways for you to win, and with your wild card, they up your percentages to win these great promotions and giveaways. Uh, They are also, of course, very excited to be nearly finished with the renovation. won't be too long before the renovation is 100% complete. The place looks immaculate right now, all the places that have been remodeled, and they are very close to getting it all done. We know that because we have... Shows coming back to the Showplace Theater. The gaming machines are going out, and the great shows are coming back in. Earth, Wind, and Fire, June 23rd. Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th. The Comedy of Gabriel Iglesias, July 29th. In August, Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. Counting Crows, August 25th. And in September, REO Speedwagon, September 8th. Chicago, September 15th. And let's just get warmed up, folks. We'll have more great bands on the way. But that is, uh, that's a great start to welcome back the Showplace Theater in June, beginning on June 23rd with that great show from Earth, Wind, and Fire. And, of course, we have the uh, spring-summer concert series, Beats and Bites, returning for 2023, presented by Coop Aleworks Outdoors at Riverwind. We'll start the festivities May 27th with a big-time duo on stage. 38 Special and Blue Oyster Colt will each have a show again 
May 27th. That's a heck of a way to get started. In June, on June 10th, the Gin Blossoms and Tonic. July 8th, Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, and Tracy Bird. And then August 26th, Gary Allen. Beats and Bites 2023. Those tickets are only 10 bucks a piece. Get them online at riverwind.com or at the box office. All right, I think we have time for uh, like three or four maybe text messages. Parker, 405-651-3439. Glenn from Nashville says, you guys might have mentioned this already, but are the Jaden Gibson drops clearly in his head now, and will he ever recover? Oh, man, I – you would hope he's not going to have the yips much longer, but uh, – and, again, that, that ball was thrown through a little bit of traffic in the end zone, but still should have been caught by Jaden Gibson. So I, you guys had a chance to talk to him last week, Parker, and I thought he, what he said was really impressive. Uh, seems like he's growing up. Uh, maybe he had a little maturity issue when he first set foot on campus. But, you know, last year he's one of the heroes of the spring game, and this year obviously uh, dropped the potential winning touchdown pass. Yeah, look, it was not a it was not a good weekend for Jaden Gibson. Uh, one he would like to forget. Certainly, he had a couple of big drops, as you mentioned, and that one man Jackson Arnold made such a play. You feel bad for Jackson Arnold because he put that ball the only place it could be in order to convert mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he did uh, two point conversion and win the game, and it is just in and out of Jaden Gibson's hands. But look, the good news if there is if there is good news if there is a silver lining with regard to Jaden Gibson, it's that. Drops are mental. They don't tend to be chronic. You spend more time in front of the jugs machine, you get your head right, It you start to develop that muscle memory to a greater extent than you have it right now, then that's an issue that's going to rectify itself. And I would figure the OU staff will definitely be prodding Jaden Gibson along in that regard. Uh, back to the text line here on the Bear Alexander front, a listener in the 580 says, So I'm starting to think... Or no, wait, excuse me. This is a listener in the 512. Uh, imagine winning a championship and then joining a team that lost to Tulane because their D- D.C. was so bad. What a 180. Crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. So, yeah, Bear Alexander headed to Southern Cal. But we, we kind of thought that might be the case, right? Didn't yeah, come was, as a big surprise. No, no. As soon as he was in the portal, it's uh, – I guess not long thereafter, after he hit the portal, it became apparent that USC was where he was going to head. South Dakota Sooner says, Jaden Davis, he's writing on the wall, or is this just coach telling him his time will be limited? Yeah, Jaden Davis was a guy that just needed a fresh start. Uh, from the 430, Dylan, Ga- Dylan Gabriel's limitations will handicap this team. When JFA gets up to speed and has full command of the offense, he should be the starter. He's more accurate and athletic. DG always leaves plays on the field, i.e. the passes to Gibson and Bunkley Shelton. Those plays are game changers and the difference in 10-2 and two and 6-7. and seven. I mean, I mean uh, he did miss some throws again over the weekend, and I think in the long term there's no doubt who the better quarterback prospect is, but I think Dylan Gabriel's really going to have to get off to a pretty bad start for that to happen at least early. So we'll see. All right, I want to thank Julia, Julia Chu here at the Julia Chu State Farm Agency. Big-time place here, man. This is nice. I said, I kind of feel like one of the Clampets in here. I'm not sure if I'm Jethro or Jed. I'm probably old enough to be Jed, but it is really, really nice. They'll do a great job for you. 329-3311, JuliaChu.com. Got to get out of here. Parker, Tyler McComas coming up next. They'll get you locked in here on the ref.